Well, Coach, you got into a really heated discussion with the officials there. What is it you're asking them to do to keep your players safe out there? Well, I didn't know it was in the rules to throw stuff from the stands. I didn't know we were – I didn't know that was part of the game. It's, it's about the tenth time. I'm just trying to protect my players. You know, and if they don't control it, I mean, what are we going to do? That's all I'm trying to say. So, you know, that's on me. I shouldn't have lost my poise and my cool, but, but that's just that's an embarrassment. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 15-Minute You. This is the official college football podcast of your morning commute. I'm Evan Zork. That's my brother, Matt. We are here to bring you everything you need to know about college football in 15 minutes. Let's get right into it, folks. That was one, Dabo Sweeney. It was rivalry week. Things got heated. Including the trash including the that trash. was thrown on the field that he was not happy about. Here's, here's the big mover and shakers from last week. We have Bama dropping four spots after an uncharacteristic loss. They're now number five. They lost dun, in the Iron dun, Bowl dun, dun, to Auburn. Dun, dun, Stanford. Dun, dun, Stanford is up dun, six spots to number 14. After beating yeah, man. speaking of Notre Dame, they're down six spots to number 15 after losing to Stanford. Your Cougs of Washington State tumbling seven spots to number 21 after losing the Apple Cup to Washington. And finally, we have Mississippi State falling eight spots to number 24 after losing to Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl. Matt, one person to welcome to the party this week, and that is number 25, Fresno State, the Bulldogs. They bested Boise State 28-17 and made it to that 25 spot. Anyone? No, Did sir. Northwestern they get welcome to the party? number 20, and last week they were number 23. Got it. I, I was threatened on a different level if we didn't mention the <laughs> Wildcats that I would be in trouble. So I appreciate you doing that. In terms of movers and shakers, can I tell you what I love the most? It is finally Central Florida. Getting some love. Up one spot. Uh, if that's love, sure. I still think, going back to last week, you could make a strong argument for them being 10. But, but Oh, I agree, and I still think they're a 10 team. But if they stay there, they and they just got to beat Memphis in the AAC championship game next weekend, and they are get the auto bid for the uh, New Year's Six game as the best P6 school. Love it. I'd love for that to happen. Team. I think I imagine they have to be the favorites in that game. Overall, Matt, speaking of Central Florida, I mean, they were in a heck of a game with South Florida. That was a lot of fun. I mean, I think the Florida sure, Florida game of the sure. weekend. Uh, I think this week can be described in a few different ways. I'd say mass chaos with some upsets that we're about to get into that throw a lot of things into out of whack, but also sadness for us Michigan fans. Michigan loses sixth straight game to the Buckeyes, 31-20. to JT Barrett has won four straight games against the team up north, Michigan. First quarterback from either squad to win four straight. Got to be kind of impressed, man. What were your takeaways of the week? Takeaways of the week, I mean, it's pandemonium. And I'd like to, to jump in if you're ready to jump in. I think we got to start with the two upsets that – this changes everyone's perspective on the 2017 season. It was the Miami loss at Pitt, and then the now, Alabama man, loss at Auburn. Someone had once told me that Bama was the only good team in the nation, and everyone else was suspect. I can't remember who that was, yeah. but I don't know. That's interesting to me. They lose. Shame you yeah, can't remember shame. who that was. Which talking so, about? Which... so which, which loss were you most shocked by? 
And what are the ramifications oh, moving into the next week? I think you got to say the Miami loss to Pitt. Yeah, what? For no, sure. you don't. Uh, Pittsburgh taking down Miami, a god off. I didn't Pittsburgh think Alabama was going to lose. I think you, I think most people, present company excluded, would say that Auburn was a good team. So I, I don't think it's a surprise that they upset. Or no, I don't. Let me rephrase. I don't. I don't think it's a shock that they upset Alabama because I think that their talent level dictates they'd probably win seven of those games. Or, excuse me, they would win three of those games, four of those games, maybe, in a 10-game series. Pitt, on the other hand, I think would probably only win one time out of 10, and we saw it. Um, as far as which game... So, that that's... No, the, the, that analysis is fair. Ramifications I do think this eliminates this the week. possibility of two... ACC teams being in the playoff. It was only a slight possibility, but there was a possibility that you could see both Clemson and Miami, depending on how the ACC championship game goes. But with the loss to Pitt, I think this really puts the nail in the coffin for that scenario. I do kind of think either team's in, whoever wins. Um, But I think the loser is certainly out now that they both have one loss to unranked teams. I think that's the other slot is going to go elsewhere. I'd probably agree with a lot of that. I think you also got to look at the fact that Miami is still in a championship game, whereas the ramifications of the Bama upset are much more significant to that program because you have to watch next weekend. And the Miami, whatever they did last weekend, they still control their own destiny. I think if Miami wins, they're in the playoff. I mean, I still stand by, I think Clemson's out if they lose. It's about Miami and Bama, and, and Bama can't play, so they can't control their own destiny. So let's go to that. Evan, talk to us about what you think you, the four teams are. What are the pathways so I, to I, the I obviously CFP? would want to see the, how the games shake out, but since we can't, I think, I think the winner of the ACC is in. I think the winner of the SEC is in. I think Wisconsin is certainly in if they win the Big Ten. There's a good chance Ohio State will be in if they win the Big Ten. But I really just can't rule out the idea that Bama gets the benefit of the doubt and they get in, even without playing the conference championship. One, because it's Nick Saban and Bama. Two, because, I mean, we've seen that before. Literally, Ohio State did it last year. And for all the Ohio State fans out there last year, like, you did the same thing last year. You did not play in your conference championship game. You did not win your conference. But that you were given a road to the playoff. And so I understand Alabama at this point lacks quality losses. and But it's got to be part of the discussion. And they only have one loss. Ohio State lost an unexcusable game to Iowa in which you gave up 55 points. And I know that's not the game you played last weekend, but we have to consider all of that. Where are you at? If on the Big Oklahoma 12? wins, similar so to Wisconsin, you name three if teams, Oklahoma wins, ish. then they're in. If TCU wins, this is where it gets interesting, and we have to see how the rest of the games shake out. And also another way that Bama could sneak in again, depend or two SEC teams could yeah, get exactly. in. exactly. Bama being the second SEC team, correct. The, the winner, winner plus Bama, Bama winner the winner of ACC, and the winner yep. of Big Ten. 
again, that it would have to be TCU winning, and we'd have to see how the rest of the game shake out. But they're, the Bama's playoff the hopes are still kind of alive. Ohio State's, I think, are better alive. I think TCU's not in the conversation. You think if Ohio State wins, they they have better playoff yes. hopes? I don't think it's 100% guaranteed, but yes. If for, in, and in my opinion, if for no other reason than like, yes, you have to consider losses, but you also have to consider wins. And I think Ohio State has won some impressive games. And I think one of their losses was to Oklahoma, who I assume is going to be in the playoff. Can we agree that the Pac-12 champion is out of the playoff? Most likely. I might still put the odds somewhere real low, like 5% in some kind of Armageddon scenario. Sure, but, sure. I mean, if if our, for our gambling friends out there, like, yeah, I'd take that bet. So the ACC winner controls their destiny. That team is in. Yep. I, I would agree with that. I would also agree the winner of Georgia and Auburn is in. Yep. Okay, so that's two. The, this debate comes because there's probably four teams who can take the next mm-hmm. two spots, right? Mm-hmm. And Wisconsin is one of those. Ohio State is one of those. Oklahoma is mm-hmm. one of those. And Alabama is one of mm-hmm. those. So to me, that, that's the mix. There's, there's, six, yeah, no, I... there, there's six teams left for four spots. Yep. All right. Gut Instinct on Sunday night. Who's your four? Well, who's my four thus far? Who's Who do I think the eventual four will be? Those are two different questions. No, your okay. eventual four. I think the eventual four is going to be, in no particular order, Auburn, they're going to win, I think. Oklahoma's going to win, I think. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Clemson. Putting it in Clemson and then... I mean, the Big Ten is a toss-up, but I, I'm based on watching both teams play Michigan and looking at a couple other common opponents, I'm going Wisconsin. The Big Ten game is the toughest for me to call because if Wisconsin wins, they adamantly, without a doubt, have got to be in this playoff. The Big Ten champion and undefeated. Agreed. That would be, Agreed. My, that would be my number one rated team if that happens. Yeah. Agreed. Now. It is very difficult to beat a team two times in one season, which is what makes me cautious about Auburn and makes me kind of optimistic about Georgia, and you're also playing on a neutral site. Agreed. I think it's going to be a tough game, but... Alabama's also never been out of the CFP. That would be insane. I would be surprised if they're not in the CFP. Agreed. I'm also going to be surprised if Oklahoma loses to TCU. I would yeah, lock that up, folks, right now. Whoa! Not even Tuesday, folks. You already got one of my picks. <laughs> so they win. I'm very excited for this big team. Me too. Game. Friday. Or Saturday. Excuse me. And, Evan, you know, like, let's be up front. I'm rooting for, for On Wisconsin. Wisconsin, for sure. I've rooted for Ohio State in the past. Let me tell you, Ohio State fans have never returned that courtesy in a neutral game. I will never root for Ohio State ever again after that happened. You know who you are. You know who you are. Preach. 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 Which is every Ohio State fan. It's not, it's, it's not, it's not select individuals who go the other way. I don't see Ohio State losing. Interesting. Would, would you lock it up? Yeah. Oh, we got two lockups. Urban and JT. Are they going to lose three games? Well, is JT playing? I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I would love 
for Wisconsin to win that game. I don't see it. I'm telling you, go go back and look at before Tuesday. Go back and look at common opponents and relook at the stats of the Michigan game. Evan, I had a sick feeling last year. I thought the same thing. I wanted I wanted Wisconsin to win last year, which I also said on this pod. And I didn't want it to be Penn State. And I was like, I just got a bad feeling that Penn State has the momentum. Fair. And I, and Fair. I, and I got that feeling again. Well, I guess we'll find out on Saturday. Matthew, there was some other stuff that went on. There was some other stuff. <laughs> this weekend, this week, rankings are in chaos. Alabama's in chaos. A lot of coaches, man, are also in chaos. Texas A&M fires head coach Kevin Sumlin. Arizona State fired head coach Tom Graham. Rumor is Graham ended up being canned because Texas A- or excuse me, because Arizona State wanted to go after someone. Now that's according to sources within the athletic department. Who knows if that's true, but kind of makes sense considering someone was fired and then like five hours later Graham was fired. Anyways, Nebraska also fired Mike Riley. Chip Kelly, your boy, got hired at UCLA. Your man. Dan Mullen, head coach of Mississippi State, was like, "Peace out. I'll see you guys around." He is now the head coach at Florida. But the most bizarre situation might be down in old Knoxville, Tennessee. Can't believe that. Tennessee announces that Ohio State's defensive coordinator, Greg Schiano, will take over as their new head coach. Volunteers fans were outraged. There was a firestorm on social media and on campus, a lot of it pointing back to Schiano's days as an assistant at Penn State and his supposed link to the Sandusky scandal, specifically saying he covered up child rape. Tennessee ends up withdrawing the offer a few, literally a few hours later. Matt, where do you want to start in all this? So, if that's genuine, I I appreciate the reaction from the Tennessee fans. I question it because Shiano is not a sexy pick, and he's not a guy that I could see fitting in there. So let's look specifically back at what the accusations are from Penn State. I've actually not read anything that links Shiano to a direct cover-up. McQueary witnessed, like Sandusky committed the crimes. Absolutely. It was witnessed by McQueary, Courtney McQueary, reported to Paterno, and then gets lost in the logs of Paterno reports to the athletic director, uh, Todd Curley, who then reports to the president, Graham Spanier. Like, and then what did they say to do? Like, Sandusky was allowed on campus, but not in the locker room, but was told not to do that. And, and you get lost this all back and forth. Where is Greg Schiano in that, in that timeline? I, he's not a committee. He's not in the chain of command. was told by a third coach... That Shiano told this third coach, he, Shiano, witnessed sexual assault. McQuarrie never claims that Shiano told him, and both Shiano and this third coach deny that that ever happened. Okay, and if Shiano did witness it and didn't do anything about it, he can't get hired from Tennessee. I agree. And so My- if, if that's true, then yes. A thing that makes me uncomfortable about the situation is the attorney general for the state of Pennsylvania— looked into McQuarrie's allegation, and decided not to pursue. McQuarrie, yeah, McQuarrie's so, not an angel in this thing what do either. You, no, what do you he, do? he waited about 10 years to make this a That's, federal crime. Yeah. Right. I mean, McQuarrie is not exactly a saint in this whole situation, and I don't know how much stock we should put in his... So, 
I don't want to lean on the justice system, though, because they have done a bad job of prosecuting. You've done a bad job prosecuting sexual assault. Good point. So, I I agree. That's not a good look. But, like, yo, this wouldn't be your first rodeo where you guys didn't call it the right way. uh, True. Which is disappointing. To the Tennessee fans, though, that went out this afternoon, you're so worked up and upset about Greg Schiano. And if he did that, I agree. Don't hire him. But Sandusky committed the crime. Paterno directly did nothing about it. That's problem number one and number two. Not even close. I hope that these same Tennessee fans also protested a statue of Peyton Manning outside of the Indianapolis Colts facility earlier this year. Manning not only exposed his anus and genitalia to a Tennessee trainer, he put them on her face. Where was your outrage? Where where was the rock painted? Peyton, not he didn't cover it up. He committed it. Peyton committed it. That outrage was nowhere to be found. But we're pissed about Shiano. You're mad about Shiano because he's not a sexy pick, and you were kind of pissed about this other thing. And it's unfortunate that like you gotta make us look like we're sweeping the other thing under the rug and sexual assault, and like we're we're not doing that. I thought Shiano, from a football standpoint, was a was a good hire for them from where they're coming from. What coach wants the job where the student section's going to throw a tantrum and write on a rock and you know create this social media storm? And you don't even like don't throw stones when Peyton Manning's in your backyard. Yeah, that's that is a concern that I don't know if many Tennessee fans were thinking about because I do think. This just made the whole hiring process a whole lot harder. Um, Because, like, if I'm a coach and, you know, I could be, like, a stellar stand-up guy, but, like, am I now concerned that tennis – like, if I have one bad season, you know what I mean, that the fans are just going to, like, riot on campus and I'm going to get canned? And who's in control? It does not appear to be the administration. No, it's the fans. You just said, if you want to throw a tantrum, I will listen to what you're saying. I'm going to do what you're doing. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's a tricky balance in like, oh man, it's a, it, it's a uh, landslide of a discussion when we get into the fact that the highest paid state official in most states is the college football coach of the public university. Yeah. Urban Meyer, Butch Jones, could Jim have been. Harbaugh. Right, could have been Greg Schiano. And, and, and that's fair too. And, and you are all taxpayers, not you are all students, but. Oh, they all pay sales tax and, and indirectly. They're all they're all taxed. Not as much as their parents who pay. Yeah, tuition. no, for sure. Sure. Or whoever's covering their loans and, and whatever it is. But that's slippery slope. I'm a little slow to think that your ambitions were grounded in that kind of fiduciary responsibility. I yeah. I mean I agree. Like you said, based on the Peyton Manning uh what do we want to say? Embrace like just even if it's the right thing doing it for the wrong reason is not the good is not ideal because at the end of the day if butch jones had won more football games he would still be the head coach yep does plenty of weird things has plenty of things to question he didn't win enough games and that's the problem i don't know tennessee we will see i have no idea who's a good fit for that i kind of 
feel like they might end up with a Derek Dooley-like replacement, but... Or have they just condemned themselves to Brady Hoke? Oh! (laughs) Coach headset. Uh, Maybe. 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 Ah, It's the worst places you can end up. I I, I like Brady a lot. I think he's a great... No, yeah. Great guy. I would love Brady as the defensive won. line coach for the University of Michigan. You know what I mean? Well, oh, we Greg, Greg Madison. Madison. So, I actually don't want Brady. Yeah. But, yeah. I, but if Greg Madison if he wanted were there. a secretary or somebody to help him, Brady Hooks are a great helper. All right, man. We're way over time. Let's quickly review Pickham. Rivalry week. We tied again. We went 11-3. and three. Wow. I'm shocked I did that well. God, I thought bless I America. Worse. I cannot. No. Um, so, I... Stop me when you want to talk about a game, but I correct, or you, excuse me, correctly picked Purdue. I incorrectly picked Indiana in the Ohio State-Michigan game. I correctly picked Ohio State. You correctly picked Michigan. Notre Dame-Stanford. I picked, incorrectly picked Notre Dame. You picked Stanford. Apple Cup. So, you know that uh, Washington State has given up over 40 points the last three years in a row in that game? I'm a Mike Leach backer, but good lord, dude. You cannot give up 43 years in a row? To your arch rival? Yeah. No, you... That's terrible. Yep. We both incorrectly picked Bama, and I'm now kicking myself because I let you talk me out off wax <laughs> of picking Auburn. Say lovey. One uh, Speaking of um, rivalry games, though, and disappointment, Matt, did you know that Minnesota has not scored in the last three weeks, including against arch rival Wisconsin? PJ. For the Paul Bunyan trophy? PJ. Come on, son. Row the boat. Row <laughs> that boat. <laughs> that boat has been stuck on a rock in the middle of a river. Oh, Lord. Titanic. <laughs> All right, folks. This concludes another week of 15-Minute You. Thank you so much for tuning in. From our family to yours, we hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We're very much looking forward to the conference championships coming up next week. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Apple Podcast app, or wherever else you get your fine podcasts. Remember the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. While you're around all your friends and family this holiday season, if you want to hint to them, like, maybe they should subscribe. Maybe they should click it so they never miss an episode. Wouldn't hate it. And, and neither would they. Let us know how the discussion goes tomorrow morning at the water cooler. Remember, you can find us on Facebook at 15MinuteU. You can find us on Twitter at 15MinuteU. Evan underscore 15 menu. We'll be back Tuesday night for the highly anticipated chaos rankings, college football playoff. We'll see where we're at. Looking forward to it then. Can't wait. Remember, don't pick them like my brother. And don't pick them like my brother. If we're, if we're playing coaching ranks, I thought we should go with the best coaching rant of all time. Of children. I think this is worth reading. Let me tell you why I want to talk about this article. Three-fourths of this is inaccurate. It's fiction. And this article (laughs) embarrasses me, but you haven't had that. But someday you will. And when your child comes home, you'll understand. If you want to go after an athlete, one of my athletes, you go after one that doesn't do the right things. You don't downgrade him because he does everything right and may not play as well on Saturday. And you let us make that decision. That's why I don't read the newspaper. 
because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. I'm just letting this record. <laughs> Attacking an amateur athlete for doing everything right. And then you want to write articles about guys that don't do things right and downgrade them, the ones that do make plays. Are you kidding me? Where are we at in society today? Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm 40. Love it. I'm not, All right. I'm three, not a kid. Two, Write one. Write something about me.